This is episode three of the Moose's Loose podcast. Welcome back. And in this episode, I talk about the importance of input and how it shapes the outputs in our lives. Um, I think it's a good discussion. Um, really helps to refocus us on how important uh, a place our mind plays in uh, helping us to achieve the things that we want in life and how important it is to make sure that when we sense our mind and our thought patterns uh, moving in a direction that we don't want it to, to catch ourselves and stop it. And it's never a, uh, a once and done, one and done type situation. It really is a whack-a-mole, um, game of whack-a-mole with our mind and with our thought life, which oftentimes, unfortunately, tends to a great extent to the negative. So it's so important that we constantly keep this in mind. And I think this discussion is going to help you with that. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. So I'm sitting outside doing my morning meditation and vision uh, planning. And I have a routine that I go through. Uh, I try to do it on a, on a daily basis, and I try to be intuitive about it. Sometimes I journal um, while, I, while I go through, but I have some cards that I've written out, reminders for myself, verses of scriptures, different affirmations, different things that I'm looking for and expecting in my life. And, you know, I, one of the ones that I write about, that I've written down um, about, talks about the fact that input determines outlook and that I plant the thought seeds for the fruit that I want. And as I was thinking about that, it occurred to me that if anyone's ever been to a, um, a nursery, um, which most people have, you go there to buy plants and so on. We have a, a grower's outlet in Loganville, Georgia, not that far from my house, probably about 45 minutes from the house, maybe a little less. Um, and we love going there. Um, it is a smorgasbord of different plants and uh, trees and the like. And their stuff's just so healthy. Um, I'm sitting out here and I'm looking at one that we bought probably 15 years ago. It's planted on the side of the house. And we have, it gives off a beautiful flower. I have no idea what it is. I'm sure I could find out or some horticulturist can, um, would know by looking at it. Um, but it gives off a beautiful flower in the spring, and then it's a green uh, tree. Um, kind of grows uh, very similar to uh, crepe myrtle, which we have a lot of those here in the south, obviously, um, where the, the, um, uh, the limbs are bare, and then you've got the bushy uh, kind of leaves and flowers at the top. Uh, so it just looks very, just a very nice tree. But that's just one. I mean, we've bought so many shrubs and uh, plant, you know, flowers, perennials and annuals from there. Just really healthy stuff. And anyone that's lived in our area will, will know Growers Outlet. I don't, honestly don't remember whoever told us about him. Probably a neighbor all those many, many years ago. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, as you go through there, um, there's so much variety. But you only select the ones that you visualize in your yard doing certain things and you don't buy all the same stuff either you always buy a variety every time we go there we buy a variety of different things we think about what we're what we're going to go there for we're also excited to discover stuff that we hadn't planned on 
um, as another great option, you know, when you get there. But you, you kind of visualize, you know, in this area here, um, you know, this would look really nice over here if we had a tree that did this or that. And, you know, you think to yourself, well, what if it's a tree that gives off a flower, but then uh, as the fall comes around, the foliage turns different colors. Wouldn't that be pretty so that even after the flowering season is over in the spring and the summer, you'll still have a beautiful pop of color and on and on. Oh, I was thinking we've got some knockout roses that we bought there 15 years ago. Um, that we've seen grow from little hedges um, and so on. So just really, um, really beautiful selection, as I said a minute ago. But you plan these things out. But you also leave yourself open for just a sheer pleasure of discovery. Just a sheer pleasure of, I didn't know that I needed that until I saw it, right? Kind of like going to the mall, uh, back when we could go to malls. Um, and you, you know, you're looking for something, but you're not quite sure what you're looking for, right? Um, but you, you kind of leave yourself open for it. But here's the thing you never, ever do. You never, ever buy a plant at a, at a nursery, at a Home Depot, a, a, a Lowe's, a, a garden center. You never buy a plant you don't want. And you never buy a plant, and this is very elementary, of course, but it's so important that we're constantly reminding ourselves of this. We never buy a plant that produces a flower or a fruit or some kind of characteristic that we don't want. And we also ne would never purchase that expecting it to be something different than what it says on the little tag. You know, the trees that we've bought um, and even flowers and so on, we typically keep the tag, right? And what the tag is doing is, you know, it's funny, we bought some, uh, <clears throat> actually bought some uh, seeds as well this year for flowers and so on and you, you have a beautiful representation of what you should expect right on the outside of the packet and all you've got is seeds i mean it's the only thing you have there at the time are seeds but it shows you the picture of here's what this thing looks like you wouldn't buy the seed if you didn't have a sense of what it's going to grow up to and what it's going to look like the other thing too i think is so important as i think about this um we have to have a certain amount of faith that the picture on the package is what you're going to get because it doesn't look anything like that. And so you can never divorce that faith element in, in, in planting seeds and, and expecting some future thing different from what you have right now, because all you have right now are seeds, right? And so, you know, you can never divorce that faith component from that expect, that expectancy of what's to come into the future. But again, no one ever goes to a, 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 far, a grower's outlet. No one ever goes to a, you know, one of those places uh, at Lowe's or Home Depot in their gardening center. No one ever goes and picks up a plant they don't want. And if they ever picked up a plant that they didn't want, they would never expect it to look like something different than what it is. And yet we do this very same thing in our lives where we choose thoughts that we don't want. I heard someone say that, um, that fear um, and anxiety uh, is, is negative goal setting. <laughs> I love that idea, you know? I mean, what, you know, if you think about that, because you don't want the thing, you don't want that thing, but you're still obsessing over it over and over again. And, and in this time, as we are emerging to some extent um, from uh, the, the, the pandemic concerns and the, and the depths of it, I don't, believe we've totally um, 
come out of it, as, uh, nor that we should, frankly, and, and let our guard down. But as we're starting to emerge from it, um, you know, you've got people that are concerned, anxious about their future and their, their finances and what's going to happen. Um, you know, you have large companies that are saying, listen, we're going to get significantly smaller. And we, we expect that we're going to be significantly smaller for a long time. And so people are concerned, even if they were furloughed, they're concerned about what comes next. But that's negative goal setting. <laughs> and, and so you're setting a negative goal for something you don't really want. And so instead, what I do to myself every day is I remind myself in one of my, I probably got 50 cards at this point, um, one of my cards, I remind myself to stop planting seeds for things I don't want. To remember that, again, input determines outlook. That I have to plant the thought seeds for the fruit that I want. And so you can't go around planting negative seeds, reaping a negative harvest, and then complaining about your harvest. You planted it, you watered it day by day, obsessing over it, worrying about it, being anxious about it over and over again. When all of, of life's experience in history and, and uh, the Bible tells us that you don't want to spend a whole lot of time worrying about stuff because you're going to produce more and more of the very thing that you're obsessing over. So this is a good reminder for us. It's a, it's a powerful daily reminder for me. And I'm telling you, once a day is not enough. But once a day is the bare minimum that I have to remind myself to plant thought seeds for the fruit that I want. Not fruit that I don't want. Don't go to the, to the, um, the gardening center and buy flowers and trees and shrubs you don't want growing in your yard. And if you do go there and do it, which no one ever does that, no one takes hard currency and says, I'm going to buy a tree, a plant, a shrub to put in an area I don't want to produce a flower that I don't want or a fruit that I don't want. No one does that. But even if they did do it, I think the most logical thing that we could all conclude that they would ultimately do is they'd say to themselves, I'm either not going to plant that, even though I brought it home, I put it in my car and I drove home with it. I'm not going to put it in the ground. And if I put it in the ground, I'm not going to water it. And I'm not going to tend to it and care for it and weed around it to make sure that it grows and produces a bountiful harvest. But here's the final point. If you do all of those things, go to the grower's outlet, go to the gardening center and buy that plant that you don't want. And you stick it in the back of your car and you drive it home. Take it out the back of the car dig a hole, put that plant in the hole and proceed to water it and care for it and pull weeds out from around it and so on, you cannot be surprised that it grows and multiplies and produces a bountiful harvest because that is the law of the harvest. We always eat the future in the future the fruit of the seeds that we plant and care for and nurture. So right now, we have to make a decision, a firm, final decision, that every single day that those negative thoughts bubble up and bubble up and bubble up, that we are going to make an effort to knock them down every single time. Not sometimes and most times, every single time. Input determines outlook. We have to plant the thought seeds for the fruit that we want. Well, I wanted to just record this for you, this quick podcast. Try to keep these relatively short and brief. 
uh, just a, uh, your weekly reminder of how important it is for us to constantly work on our thoughts. It's so critical. And uh, if this content is useful to you, uh, I encourage you to like, subscribe, and share it with someone. You never know the impact that um, the, someone else's idea, someone else's words, someone else's input can have on their lives as, as what they're struggling. If you, you know, and I believe in taking inspired action. So if you, someone is impressed on your heart to share this, um, uh, this um, message with, uh, I encourage you to do that, all right? Love you, take care. <laughs>All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Moose is Loose podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the content and feel like it would be helpful to someone you know, please feel free to share it. Uh, that's how we get the word out um, about this um, information to help folks just live a better life and uh, let them know, frankly, that they're not alone. I think that's so important. Um, so be someone's hero today. Share this content. Um, like, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hope you have a wonderful week.